Hello and welcome to this episode of Demystified as we explore home cooking in a modern world. Hello, I'm Linda and I'm here with my friend Paul. Hey Paul. It's Friday. It is Friday and this is our From the Kitchen. So how's I've your kitchen? I've got the sound of Friday. <laughs> <laughs> the tea towels are in the wash, the rubbish is done, it's time for a beer. And how was your week in the kitchen? Good. It was okay. Um, yeah, having trouble remembering the start of the week. Don't know what I did. I did stuff. Oh yeah, we did a tutorial thing. That was good. Yeah, and then I did a very long, slow uh, cook with oxtail, and it was a long, drawn-out process. But sometimes I kind of. But they were. I like doing that. Fantastic. Yeah, a lot of work, but like good. Great for party food or. If we yeah, ever go back to having parties. Yeah, and you can do, like, do a lot of that stuff in advance. So it was master stock braised oxtail. And the good thing is, is the stocks, you know, you can keep that stock forever. Um, if you know how to look after it, we didn't really get into that in the video yet. But um, So, yeah, while it's a little bit of work at the start, a lot of it's, you know, you're not actively cooking. You're just letting the oven do its thing. And then made a couple of little sort of mini steam buns and... Threw some braised dock style on top of it. Quite young, actually. Very, very yeah. nice. Well, one of the one of the big successes of the week for the what? kitchen for you, what for you, <laughs> was that tutorial on trussing the beef and cooking the beef. That was fantastic. Beef it's probably one, yep. the one that uh, I think you really nailed that as a tutorial. It looked great, and I was. And having been the recipient of tasting and eating the first one, which you said was a dismal failure, which I still said was yum. Yeah, it was junk. But, which was still yum. Um, to, this one was just as nice. And you said this was a success. You and I have very different views on success, buddy, in the kitchen. I thought they were both fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. But can I ask you, this is, no. a, this is a point of contention right, for home. Been, you can't ask me anything. <laughs> well, you can just, just maybe make up the answer like yeah, you normally do. But one of the things that Doug and I have at home is his love of temperature at food at a scalding, burn the roof of your mouth off temperature. Actually, funny you should say that. And Whereas this, I this am not, not like that. I like is... food to be a lot more relaxed and body temp. To eat. So I was doing some research. You haven't heard my question yet, yeah, but well, anyway. I know where you're going. Go oh, okay. Ask it. Just <laughs> ask the question. So my question, Paul, is how do you, when you're resting meat and you've taken it out for 10, 15 minutes, and you know, I normally put, um, until I watch the tutorial, I normally put tin foil, aluminium foil over the meat and then a tea towel on top. Now I'm doing baking paper. But the big bone of contention is how do you, Keep it hot after resting it. Okay. So, funnily enough, now this, this, what I'm about to tell you will not change Dougie's preference. But I was reading, and I don't know what I was reading, and I should have taken more note of it. Um, 
but I was reading something the other day about exactly this, about at what temperature food is served where you get the most flavour out of it. So regardless of what how you've cooked it and what you've done, there is a temperature range to serve food at where it has the most impact on your taste buds. Okay. And it isn't scaldingly hot. From memory, it was somewhere in that sort of 60, 50, 60, 70 degree centigrade range. Um, certainly not boiling, sizzling hot. Now, I haven't answered your question yet. And it may well be even lower than that. So quite often you'll find this at restaurants where the food will be not cold, but it will be, you'd probably consider it warm rather than hot, unless you're having a soup or something like that. Um, so you, your proteins aren't super hot. Now, if we talk about things like beef and steaks and all that sort of stuff, we often talk about the core temperature. Um, and that's the temperature of, well, that's the visible understanding that we have of temperature. So medium rare, medium well, well done. But it is actually a temperature. Um, so nonetheless, eating your food scaldingly hot, you're not getting the best out of it. So in the case of Dougie, and I'm well aware of this because I have cooked for Doug before, in the case of Dougie liking his food scaldingly hot, this may well be true. And it's probably down to him being too polite. But when I have cooked for you both... <laughs> Hang on. Hold on, no, no. But when I have cooked Dougie for you... When and I have, polite. Yeah, but when I have cooked for you both... He's very polite, by the way. He's never mentioned it. And I don't think afterwards he's ever mentioned anything to you. And I never, ever, on the few occasions that I have cooked for you, and I remember last summer you came over for a barbecue, or I think it was... No, we had roast pork. And it wasn't scaldingly hot, and I had that thing resting for half an hour at least. And he really enjoyed that pork. Yes. And there is another reason for that too, because the quality of your food, even if it was served cold is by and large by far better than most things he's going to eat any other day of the week just saying yeah, but, but no, no he, he yeah. actually no no i know after that particularly that roast pork which is one of his faves as you know he did love it and he didn't say anything and he's not just being polite he really did enjoy it yeah but i know that as a preference doug likes food to be really hot really hot we're talking scalding and yet hot. when he's presented with really great food as you have in the barbecue i think years ago when we first met at your place and, yeah. and he's like i watched that guy when he first met you i watched that guy on the barbecue and i do the same things how come his food tasted better um i think that you know it's just that when you serve really well done food at the right cooked at the right temperature in the right way I don't think that matters as much. Whereas I know that it's a question that, you know, at home, yeah. it's like when you're resting it, oh, it will still be okay. hot. So to get to the point, how do you keep things hot resting? So in the case of, let's say, that tenderloin I did, I had that resting for a good 15, 20 minutes, probably longer than what I would have done myself at home. But I had it resting for that long. And if anyone out there watches the actual video, when I'm slicing the beef, you still see the steam coming out from the inside. So while the surface cools slightly, because it's out of the oven, the inside stays really hot for quite a long time. Fish is a bit different, but proteins, chicken, pork, beef, duck, lamb, turkey, name it, they stay 
really quite hot on the inside. Now, that beef was cooked to a core temperature of 52 degrees. It's not going to get any hotter, but it's hot enough. Um, so how do you get something like that where you want it perfectly cooked on the inside but scaldingly hot on the outside the, and have it rested? The only way to do that is to really give it a super quick, super quick uh, flash over high heat in a fry pan or something like that. So if I was serving that beef yeah. to Doug, what I would have done would have been to take off a large portion of it. And if I was serving, let's say, slices of that beef, I would have taken off a large portion of it and really very quickly, and I mean real quick, pan-fried the outside just to get some extra heat into the outside, slice it and serve it straight okay. away. But to be honest with you, like what I would suggest that you do for home, and I think this would make a dramatic difference, I reckon you're better off doing, and it reminds me of my grandmother, doing what my grandmother used to do, which was, and she rested her food, um, and you like to, but you're kind of, your hand is kind of forced by Doug wanting it to be hot. I think what you're better off doing is fire up your other oven, put some plates in there until they get really hot. <laughs> you know, at the moment, we don't have another oven. Yeah, I know, I but... Okay, well, so, I was going to suggest that. I was going to suggest if you, you serve if you yeah. serve your food on hot plates in an oven, yeah, I was going to say that yeah, it could be because that's probably half the battle. Mm. Is that he's probably eating his food at what would be considered a right temperature as far as how hot it is, but it's cooling down much faster mm. because you're on a cold plate, and plates take a while to warm up. Yes, so I would say. To stop that argument, serve it on scaldingly hot, hot plates, and then it's not going to cool down as much. That would That's be a my solution. But there is no... <laughs> as soon as you get something cooked to a perfect level of doneness internally, and as soon as you go and try and add heat to it in some other fashion, there is the likelihood that you're going to overcook it and you've spent however long you've spent trying to perfect what's happened on the inside only to turn around and have Dougie say, well, it's not hot enough. And then you throw it back in the pan, throw it in the oven, do whatever you do, and it's overcooked. overcooked. You, you, it's, you can't have it all, every single way. You just can't. So either heat your plates or tell Doug to shut them up <laughs> and cook it himself. No, he, um, <laughs> he's, he ever enjoys cooking. He ever enjoys eating, as you know. So uh, yeah. he's more than happy to, uh, but we'll, I'll get back to everyone about what the temperature range is as far as where it's best for your taste buds. Mm -hmm. Because I did read it just the other day. It's totally ironic for you to ask oh, me about that. Because it wasn't on Jay Leno's garage. I'm taking it. No. What are you talking about? It's like <laughs> not to do with anything. The things that you like to listen to oh, right. and yeah. watch outside yeah. of cooking. Yeah. Um. But that's interesting because I think a lot of people have that. And I know with my friends when they're, you know, preparing meals, it's a big thing for them too, keeping food hot at home and yeah, so keeping in food, the old days. Keeping we, food hot and timing things are two different aspects yes, or, too. Yes. So let's just be clear about that. So keeping food hot and having mm. things come out together, like timing, are two different things. They're not the same thing. 
Silence from the I'm peanut looking, gallery. I'm just, I'm just looking at him with that look of, what the? Well, I'm just having a flashback to my mum who used to put the roast in and who put the peas on the stovetop at the same time. And then um, when the peas were cooked, she turned them off and let them sit there in the cold water. Yeah. So I have those sort of memories of childhood joys. Yeah. Um, okay. Maybe that's a topic for another day when we've yeah. got more time. But I do think that was interesting because I watched you – I watched the video afterwards on IGTV, which – Oh, hooray. Technology I know. My, I know. I'm so good at my socials, as you know. Last but, week uh, we had – Beef, it was lamb. Oh, last week. That was such and a... Now we're just, so, and now we're learning, so and now we're learning about IGTV. Who knew, hey? Yeah, moving I'm just, forward, I'm just people, learning about Facebook, actually. Forward. But um, but it was good, and I and I just thought, that's interesting, because I really like the way, you know, for, for take, particularly at the moment when we're home a lot more, we're cooking at home a lot more, and saving money, and to spend a little bit of money on something like that, which you can do so much with. Yeah. I mean, it's not cheap. Like, it's certainly like a premium piece of meat, the tenderloin. Um, but given... But for a weekend warrior cook who's got the time to really enjoy trying something different. Yeah, and you do get... Like, that's one very satisfying thing to achieve is that perfectly cooked... And it's so easy to tenderloin. eat. Yeah. And with the flavours on the outside that just went through the butter and the garlic, fantastic. Yeah, and very simple. Like there's mm. nothing. I mean, like we could make that. I could make that a hundred times better, but it wasn't so much about what we were adding to it. It was about how we got to the point of having a pretty simple, perfectly done, yes, cleaned well, trust. Nice pepper sauce and a glass of red. Yeah, I mean, we could get into doing you know pan sauces and gravies and all that sort of stuff. And down the track, but there's no good, and I've said this, this how many it's an times? Video. Yeah, but it's no good knowing how to make a pepper sauce if you can't do the steak. No. Oh, absolutely. So that's why it's always for me perfect that and then build off that. Mm. So, so okay. So yeah. what's next? I know Joel was here before. Oh, so Joel's been barking. Yeah, he's been barking orders at me this afternoon. Oh, has he? Yeah. Excellent. So Go he Joel. wants he wants shorter tutorial videos. So quick snippet ones, which I don't think is a bad idea. Um, so we'll do, you know, how to fill a fish, um, what to look for when you're buying a fish. That'll be just a quick video. Um, how to fill it, uh, you know, all sorts of stuff. So we'll do some shorter ones. We've sort of identified that these tutorial type things are, have got a bit of legs and are worth putting some more time into, but of course we'll still do the recipes as they are, because um, that gives me a chance to not talk, because otherwise I'll spend all my time talking and then, seriously. I know. <laughs> I don't even want to talk to you that much. <laughs> I, I, I do know that. No, Some days. But no, Joel was in before and, and he's uh, going to be doing a little bit of freshening up on the website. Yeah, so we'll just do a bit of up. Particularly yeah. now that the kitchen's changed so much from... Those old days when you were at our house. So, yeah, there's a few things happening cooking with Steve. Yeah, a few bits and pieces. Which is good. We're just trucking along, doing our thing. We, uh, we put a newsletter out. So anyone that's, uh, there you yeah. go, anyone that's listening that maybe doesn't get on the website or whatever, have a look at the newsletter. So there's a little page on, or there's a sign-up form. And we'll look, we don't send them every week. Like no. It's probably once every eight weeks, maybe, at best. 
you would eight say? Eight weeks, Six maybe. to eight weeks. Six to eight weeks, yeah. yeah. So we, we're certainly not in the business of flooding people with emails and information. We only send stuff when we think it's relevant. So there's plenty in this newsletter. We've talked about the tutorials and what recipes we've recently put up and he's mentioned a couple of other things. It was quite good, actually. Yeah, I haven't Oh, and a book yet. deal. He's just punched out another book deal, so there's 20% off the Oh, there's a 20% off the, book. off the books. We've yeah. had five sales today. Five sales in about and the, two, an hour after he launched the newsletter. Two for overseas. And, yeah, and thanks to sorry. our friend in Seattle. We are very that. sorry that um, our postage overseas is so horrendous. One in Germany earlier in the week. It is so horrendous, and we wish we could do something about it, but at the moment, I think postage anywhere other than by air freight if you've got a large shipping container yeah, full, that's, that's different. Yeah. But, yeah, we do appreciate uh, the love we are share, getting from the sales of the book. Book two is on its way. We are currently... Is it? Well, we are... <laughs> don't look at me like that. Who's done the um, recipes for it? Well, there's only a few to go. And bloody shepherd pull his finger out. But yeah. um, but the formatting, we're, we're changing publishers and we're still doing it ourselves, but changing our format. Um, yeah, we so, might be yeah, able to have it overseas. Which is what we're aiming yeah. for, to get it overseas and to get it maybe into an e-book. But definitely we're working hard to get a printable book overseas. Like a print-on-demand type situation. Yeah, and because we'll we see. get so many interests, so many people's yeah. interests, so that's on its way still and we want that before Christmas. So, yeah, it's all happening. But uh, All happening. What are you cooking on the weekend? Go. Well, I was going to be cooking for my beautiful friend, Evelyn, for her birthday, her favourite roast, which I happen to think is roast pork. But now that we're in Brunswick West and we are in Victoria. Oh, we're in a hot spot. We're in a hot spot. All six cases we've had this week Everything is off. Yes. No, we've had 30 today. Yeah, that's Victoria. Yeah, but. Not Brunswick. No, no, Brunswick West. But we're now having the Garda Seville come past our house, street to street now, checking uh, our temperatures so because of that we've put a halt to our beautiful friends coming around for dinner and um, that's off indefinitely until the hotspots lifted so not doing much sadly very you're, disappointed you're boring I know yeah but about cooking <laughs> <laughs> oh funny. you're slow on the uptake yeah. today was... well thanks for listening everybody thanks. thank you for that and have, have a good, good weekend, weekend. bye Thanks for listening to this podcast as we explore home cooking in a modern world. We'd love you to subscribe and for more information, please go to our website, cookingwithsteam.com.